0: Hello, 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 hi, my name is Les and this is my podcast, The Journey Life with Les Heron. Man, I would love it if you subscribed, clicked like, shared, commented, uh, especially subscribed to my Substack, that would be awesome. This goes out on Substack and created partially with Substack, so I'd appreciate that. We've got a short podcast today, um, but I wanted to update you on what I've been doing. So I I posted that I was in uh, Crete for a while. I got to visit Apostle Paul's landing in the southern part of the island of Crete. Also, kind of accidentally uh, ran across uh, the Apostle Paul's shipwreck site in Malta. That, that you know, there's no like, hey, here's like the piece of the shipwreck, but. Uh, walking in the ancient city of Malta, the walled city of Malta, and there's a big sign that says uh, Apostle Paul's Shipwreck Church. And it's not the church he built, but it's a Catholic church. I assumed it was Catholic, but then I, I thought that all throughout Greece, it's Greek Orthodox. So I haven't gone back to see if it's a Catholic church or Greek Orthodox church. It felt very combination of the two. So... I I haven't put out a lot about that trip yet because I got home and got busy, went to nationals with my daughter for volleyball up in uh, Nebraska, Iowa area. We drove up there, spent five or six days doing that. So we're back. We're fixing to go to Australia at the end of this week. Thursday, we fly out for uh, a cruise around the islands and uh, Papua New Guinea and that kind of stuff. So we're excited about that. But Want to get on and get a a couple podcasts uh, that I've been that I've written out that I've been thinking about. This one is just "Awake My Soul." It comes from a song that I've heard a few times. Heard it again uh, uh, last week in church, and it's "Awake My Soul." And I kept thinking, what? I, at first, I thought we were asking God. The song was asking God to awake our soul. Then I thought, no, it's it's us saying to ourselves. Awake my soul, like soul wake up, like, hey, Les, wake up. You got to get up. You got to get up. Come on, Les, wake up. And it's that, <clears throat> that encouragement, that challenge to my soul to wake up and to embrace. So I did a, a quick look at it, a quick study of it. And, so, you know, again, I just want to say how fascinating scripture is, how deep it is. I have read through the Bible a lot um the new testament more than the old i've studied it i've taken classes all of all of that uh yet i'm still amazed at how much is in scripture for us to grab onto and to go deep with and there's no there's no sense of boredom so if you ever if you ever feel like oh i'm bored with with church i get that i've been a pastor for a long time and i've been bored with church but to say I'm bored with God or I'm bored with Scripture, that is completely, my friends, entirely on you, because there is nothing. I mean, there are boring parts of Scripture, but there is life and truth and health to be found in that. Um, I laugh because people are like, "Oh, the Scripture is just like amazing," which I'm which I'm saying. But there, you know, there is Leviticus, and there are all all the the genealogies, and there's stuff that just is like. I don't get it. I've read it for years, for decades—not just years, for almost five decades now—and there's always new stuff there. And that's what I found with "Awake My Soul." So that's where I want to go. I want to talk about what does it mean to wake up our souls. So it is a song. Uh, all I know is that the lyric is "Awake My Soul." I realize it's us saying "Awake Our Soul" in the context of a worship song to wake our soul to something new, to something fresh, to an experience with the Holy Spirit in the context of corporate worship. It doesn't have to be corporate worship, but in the context, I heard the lyric, So I looked up a scripture at Psalms 57, 8, and it's awake my soul, exclamation mark, awake harp and lyre, exclamation mark, Uh, harp and lyre are instruments. I will awaken the dawn. And I want to just stay right there. I'm not going to bring in other scripture that can be used around awaking my soul or awaking uh, myself of who I am. But I did look up the Awake My Soul, and uh, it's also translated as a, Awake My Glory, Awake My Tongue. I thought, that's interesting, Awake My Soul, but Awake My Tongue, like like wake up. To the sense that I'm then doing something like my mouth is then praising God, is proclaiming, is declaring His goodness, and so awake my tongue. But to awake my glory takes it to even another level, and I love that. Awake my soul can be general, but when it's awake my tongue, awake my words, that makes it more specific and uh, deeper. But then if you translate it and you look at it as 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 a uh, awake my glory that's awake who i am and who god has created to me me to be awake the new me awake the the metamorphized me awake the new creation me awaken the transformed me the one who the one who worships you without uh without embarrassment the one who who declares your glory with abandonment awaken that in me and i thought man that changes the whole look of awake my soul and that's the first thing i got was awake my soul then i was like well why like the soul is this real um a uh, mystical thing but a harp and lyre is not mystical it's like it's like instruments right there right it's like a harp and a lie, it's like an instrument like you can look and i can say soul and you might not know you might not not go oh i know exactly what that looks like i don't so i, I don't know that you do um unless it's in a like, like a fantasy novel or fantasy movie type series but awake my harp and awake my lyre it's like awake my guitar you can see a guitar in that and you can see that there's something there in that area. So I started thinking about that and I thought, you know, connecting awake my my harp. I'm just going to say harp instead of liar because that just sounds odd to say harp and liar. I'm a harping liar or something like that, but to awake my soul and connect it to awake my harp, to wake my instrument which my voice is one of my is is my dominant instrument i have hands in worship i have feet in worship i have things i do but my mouth is the thing that proclaims and that's the thing i want to harness and i want to bring up and i want to awaken so when you awaken your guitar you awaken your instrument it's it's taking it from just a just a, a nothing just an inanimate object Something that maybe nobody even knows has any beauty, nobody knows has any glory, but when you pick it up and you begin to play it, then there's a sound that's heard. Then something begins to change in the atmosphere because you've taken what's inanimate, you've taken what's been asleep, and you're awaking it by plucking it. You're awakening it by strumming it. You're awakening it by using your vocal cords. You're awakening it by using your hands. You're awakening it by using your feet. There's an awakening that's got to go on. And I, I, think we, I think we can ask God to awaken us. However, I come from the perspective, He's already woke us up. He's already woke us up. And then we fall back asleep. It's like the disciples out in the wilderness with Jesus he's woken them up. He said what to do. It's on them to stay awake. It's on us to stay awake and to awaken ourselves to to new and fresh realities in the kingdom, to new and fresh manifestations of what God wants to do in and through me and you. And it's so important to keep allowing him, to keep inviting him, to keep an open invitation, a request to come in, And to change things, whatever's dark in me, whatever's broken in me, whatever's not working well within me to invite him in. So to awaken that instrument of who you are. When you're using your heart, when you're using an instrument like a harp or guitar, you're going to make, you can make a unique sound, but it's unique like a lot of other people's. And I think when you use your soul to glorify God and you raise up your voice in your glory, then what's happening, there's, a, there's a, another unique amplification of who God created you to be. And you are in that place to celebrate him, to praise him, to worship him. And you. it's on you again to rise it up. It's not the worship leader's job. It's not the singer's job. It's not the pastor's job to get you excited about the Holy Spirit, get you excited about the law that God wants you to follow. It's not on them. They're, they're inviting us. They're inviting us in, but it's on us to take that step. And we we can be like David at Ziklag. We can encourage ourselves in the Lord and rise ourselves up and awaken ourselves. Now, when you put your heart to use to glorify God, your instrument, yourself, your voice— then you're going to wake up because you're going to begin to hear something that possibly you haven't heard before. Because when we are in a corporate worship, especially, we're not just drawing from our own atmosphere. We're drawing from where two or more gathered atmosphere and we're bringing that in, okay? And that we should be connecting and bringing out something more, something that we're unaware of or have been unaware of and maybe even something that we're uncomfortable uncomfortable with a bit i've experienced that where there's something going on i I don't get this level of enthusiasm and i've judged that before and now i'm like god what is it is is this you is this me is this them what's what do you want me to know in this don't i don't feel judgmental towards it i also don't feel bad about it if i don't get it but that raising up and awakening of our instrument of our glory in a corporate setting is super important then I, I, I thought about this question. I was asking myself, well, why awake my soul? Well, why would you say at any time, hey, you need to wake up Susie, you need to wake up Billy because Billy is asleep, because Susie's asleep and it's time for them to get up. All right. So we are in need of being woke up because we are asleep. All right. And some of us are sleepwalking. We're Christians, we're in church, we're we're doing some things, but we're sleepwalking. We're not doing anything original or new. We're not producing the fruit that we were created designed that we want to produce, okay? That we were built to produce. And there's a waking up that's needed to wake up and smell the coffee wake up and smell the goodness of the lord wake up and smell and recognize that there's something more for you and there's something more for me and it's not me waiting on god so i'm going to go take a nap till god's ready but it's me pursuing him and me waking up to pursue him this idea of being asleep our soul to be asleep is it's a slumbering spirit It's a spirit. It's a Netflix spirit. It's a binging spirit. It's an alcoholic spirit. It's an addictive spirit where we're addicted to being numb, to being numb, to not feeling deeply. Now, I don't want to feel deeply about the Israel-Hamas conflict. I don't want to feel deeply about about, uh, human trafficking. I don't want to feel deeply about my neighbor who's getting divorced because it just hurts me. Well, you got to wake up and get in the position of where God wants us to get so we can be salt and light to the world. There's a waking up, there's a sleeping spirit that many of us have, not in all areas, all the times, all of us, but we find those areas of where we're sleeping and where we need to be awake. And sleeping where we need to be awake can be that we're distracted. There's a lot of people distracted with doing good deeds the deeds that aren't the deeds they were created to do. That's a distraction and they're getting exhausted by it when you're doing the deeds you're created to do there's lots of joy in there there's lots of peace in there and yes it's tiring but when you go to sleep and you wake up and you have a break you're come back restored refreshed ready to go when we're doing the wrong good works we're exhausted and we get burnt out when we're doing the right good works the good works we were created to do we don't get burnt out for example Me being a pastor, there are certain things in pastoring that will burn me out. Counseling people, uh, managing committees would burn me out. But preaching, teaching, sharing, inspiring, encouraging, confronting, helping people get through difficult times, that does not wear me out at all. At all. People here sometimes where I have three um, tough meetings with people, all relationship stuff, all stuff they're going through. And they're like, "Oh, I would hate to do that. Aren't you? Are, are you looking forward to it? Isn't that awful? That you have three in a day." And I'm like, "It doesn't. It doesn't impact me. It doesn't affect me. I've, it's, I've created to do it. Created to step into those situations. All right. I've done it less now that I'm older. Now that I'm not pa- pastoring a physical church, but I still have that. And uh, it, it's because I, I, I'm awake when I'm in those situations. I come alive when I'm in those situations. All right." So there's a distraction of our soul that we then need to like wake up when we're distracted and go, oh, oh, I'm watching too much TV. Oh, no. Oh, and get slapped in the face. But also there's a distortion where we're like, oh, no, I'm like so embedded in religion. I am following my, my pastor's teaching. I'm following the teaching of my denomination, and I'm going from book to book to book. And I don't have any solid, deep roots. And it's like, oh, wake up, quit businesses. There's a distortion. I don't need. I don't need a barrier between me and God. I don't need my pastor between me and God. I don't need denomination or religion between me and my loving Father. I, I need to. Th- th- that's a distortion level. Yes, we want leadership. Yes, we want pastors, apostles, prophet, teachers, evangel- evangelists. We want people in our lives. Absolutely. However, they're guides that are just a step or half a step ahead of us in some areas. And they're really, their job is to just keep pulling us forward. And hopefully one day we go beyond them. That's your hope when you get older, at least. All right. So there's a distraction, there's a distortion, there's a dumbing down. A dumbing down. I just did a a two series podcast. It was my least listened to podcast of Should Christians Swear? And the whole question becomes: Isn't should Christians swear? But what's the alter- what's the other thing that we're missing? It's it's it. God's not concerned about us swearing as much as he is is with us using our mouth to glorify Him and to bring redemption and restoration to everybody we're around, to bring hope and joy and peace. And so the the, the thing is, we dumb it down to just don't say the f word, just don't take the Lord's name in vain which if you listen to that podcast, you will learn that taking the Lord's name in vain doesn't have much to do with what we think taking the Lord's name in vain. It actually, It's actually a, a hypocrisy action on our part. You'll have to go back and listen to that. Then it maybe won't be the least listened to two podcasts I've ever done. So, right. so dumbing it down means that it won't be as vibrant as it's supposed to be. Your Christian life, your spiritual life won't be as vibrant means your worship, your joy won't be as vibrant. Your experience of looking at the word of God, which, which, is, which is, I've got my Bible here. Well, it's not my, it's, it's sort of my Bible. It's digital. Um, it is my Bible. I don't know why I said that. I, 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 I got to get over that, that digital is a Bible. But I've got it here, and, you know, it, 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 it's vibrant. It's, and if, when it's not vibrant, I got to, like, smack myself, wake myself up. And I'm gonna I'm gonna end with some ways that we can wake ourselves up, and uh, and I'd also like to hear on how ways that you've woken yourself up. To awake ourselves, to awake is a call to action. You know, my dad used to uh, he used to come on our door and go paw, 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 as a teenager, like wake up, and you just you'd wake up because it's my dad, you know. I, I I don't know if that was before alarm clocks, but my dad was our alarm our alarm clock through those years. And we didn't have, you know, didn't have timers on our watches. I remember when I got my first Timex watch, it was like amazing. It was digital in the 70s. And uh, my dad was our wake-up call. And um, I don't, my, my dad, my dad's not here anymore, but I, I've got to learn to wake myself up. I've got to learn to wake myself up. I can't be a second grader where I have to like complain and 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 barely get on the bus and barely get to school and whine and complain for the first 45 minutes of my day, I can learn to wake myself up, all right? Now that's just an untrained second grader, but we've got 14 and 15 and 16 and 20-year-olds that need to somebody to wake them up to do anything. And that's not healthy. That's immature. That is that is immature. That's a corruption of your spiritual growth all right so trying to make this short so what i'm going to do i'm just going to end right here and i'm going to end with how to wake yourself up and you know you saw me slap myself in the face sometimes when i'm driving long distances i drove from leadville colorado to houston uh, to cyprus which is about a thousand miles i drove it in one day 17 hours I was slapping myself, rolling down the window, you know, it's, you're going from, like, almost 11,000 feet in elevation down to sea level, you're going from, like, you know, 40 degrees, when I left that mountain, you know, the high, the Rocky Mountains, all the way down to, to, uh, I mean, all the way up to 105 degrees, it was like a 60 something degree difference, but, But there's a waking up that's got to go on. And so we have this real spiritual thing about waking up and a real like it's waking up my soul. But what we've learned, hopefully on the journey life, on the the journey, is that we've got to put like practical, tangible strategies to the mystical stuff. That's one of the things that bugs me the most about charismatic type mindset or the... Uh, spiritual, mystical areas, there's like not a lot of practical stuff. They're just like ooey and and everything. You just, you just got to feel your way in and you just got to like, you just got to have the right, you know, the right vibe, which doesn't sound right to me. All right. That means only people with the right vibe get in. That means I don't get in because I'm, you know, struggle with that. No, I know I just said that, you know, don't be a second grader and have your mom and dad have to get you up all the time. Don't be a don't be a teenager and have to have, you know, you know, always be tardy everywhere you go. Learn to wake yourself up. However, if you can't wake yourself up, be around people who can wake you up. I hate to call it accountability because accountability has been like this. I'm going to tell you that I need help and then you're always going to ask me and see if I'm doing what I say I'm doing. That's not godly accountability. Here's godly. Here's vulnerability. Is I I am asleep here, and I don't want. I I have a hard time waking myself up. In fact, I don't even want to wake up. But I keep going back to. I need to wake up. And so I really I I want to wake up, even though my body doesn't want to wake up or my mind doesn't want to wake up. But I know I want something new and fresh, and and I'm gonna come and tell you when I'm not waking up I'm gonna come and tell you I'm gonna hold myself accountable and I'm gonna be vulnerable to you because so much accountability that we have at least in men's groups is not is very little vulnerability is very little I'm thinking this I'm feeling this I'm doing this it's just they let ask us a list of questions okay so find somebody accountability can be a counselor it can be a coach it can be a group that you pay to get in online that's going in a specific direction. Stephen, Wendy Backlund, they have, they have joy, 40 days of joy, 40 days of gratitude. They have a lot of good stuff. Uh, um, I know Wendy just did a supernatural or mystical um, group that she's doing. So having those groups help you be accountable. And one thing you'll find about being accountable or being in a group or getting coached is Even though you're asking for it, it's uncomfortable. It's painful. I took one of Wendy's classes probably 2017 and um, loved it slash hated it. Hated it first, then loved it. And it did so much in me. I have some some stories of what happened. Just taking some training and being in like a two-hour setting with her on Zoom that I've talked about before on this podcast. And the thing is, it's uncomfortable, but that's how you get woken up. Nobody stays asleep if the covers get ripped off of them or if a bucket of water gets thrown on them or if an ice cube gets put down their pants, their pajamas. No, so you, you've got to make yourself uncomfortable to come alive, to come awake. So this is how we wake ourselves up is we get others to help us. Now, just told story of my dad banging on the door. We need to create some intentional bangs on our door. We need to, it, it, some, some intentional loudness to wake us up and so <clears throat> i've done a couple things i've i've read my bible uh, or listened to it for decades i think i've said that I, I you know but what i've done before like a few years ago with the bible app which is awesome the U version bible app on your phone i went through a period where i would listen like three months in a row i listened to the entire new testament but before that, I started with listening to the Gospels, like all four Gospels, over and over and over again for the month. And then this this year, earlier this year, I listened to the entire Bible in 30 days, and that took about two and a half to three and a half hours every day, listening to it, reading part of it, but mostly listening to it. Having it on my calendar to do it before work, uh, during a walk around lunchtime, working out, and then in the afternoon, about four thirty or five, when I'm d- usually done at my desk. And then also not making a commitment, don't read, don't listen to any podcast, don't watch any TV, anything at all until that day's done. And again, I hated it. After like the first or second day, I was like, I can't do this now. Did I tell anybody that I was going to do this? Because I'm going to stop it. So I didn't want to embarrass myself. And then by like a week later, I'm sitting with a buddy and I'm talking about how much I'm enjoying it. He's like, wait a minute. You just said you're enjoying, like, reading the Bible for three and a half hours a day. I'm like, yeah, even, the, even this Old Testament stuff, which is about 75% of the Bible, which I kind of know that, but when you're watching 30 days, you really get that. So, bangs on door, set a high Bible goal, set a timer. So, I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes every day, for 15 minutes every day. Put it on, put it on your watch. I'm going to sit down. What does it look like? Who knows? You decide. It might just look like you sit down there. I'll I'll just share what I'll share. What I'll do is I'll share some of what I've done because meditation has been great for me. Incredibly hard. I barely do it. I constantly try to do it. All right. For me, it's sitting in a chair or sitting right here with my hands on my desk right here. Um, Not everything off my desk, but a pad of paper. So when I, I just jot something down and I just close my eyes, and I'm just like, what, what do you want to talk to me about, God? And I just sit there, and I, I try hard, and it's practicing meditation for sure, but I, I, I don't have any questions for him. I try, if, you know, if I think, oh, you know, dog food, I write dog food if I need to, you know, if, I, if that comes to interrupt me, but I just sit there, I have a timer going on, and lots of times I don't make the timer because I get so frustrated or I get so distracted. But man, it's been a great practice. It's something that in 2024, I want to do more. It's been two. This is my second year to attempt it. I've gotten better and better at it. All right. So set yourself a goal for meditation. Set set a goal for financial giving. Wow, that'll that'll kill you fast. Set a goal that, hey, no fast food that my fast, food. I'm going to go look back for the month of October and I'm going to see how much fast food, how much coffees I bought. And I'm going to take a month and I'm going to take all of that money and I'm going to give it to somebody on Facebook at $10 at a time. All right. Now I, I have a 25 to $50 every month. I try to, to give on Facebook and I try to give it to people that it'll mean something to coming from me. Like there'd be a surpri- It'd be a surprise that I'm giving it to them. It's been a great joy, but it's also been, you know, it's, it's difficult. It's just because you're giving something that there's, I don't know, but what it does, it awakes me to that person's need in that person's life. All right. So <clears throat> another thing is uh, that I've done is, is to wake myself up is I used to drive around a lot for meetings. Now they're all zoom. But I've used my front seat of my car as my desktop a lot. I've got everything there. I've got stuff on the floor. you know. And um, So what I would do for, for like a month at a time, I'd keep that place clear. And nothing was allowed to be there. And I would get in my car, no music, nothing on. Every, between every meeting, I would talk to Jesus. Uh, and I would literally go, hey, Jesus, what's up? And it, would, it felt silly until it didn't. It feels ridiculous till it doesn't because he's with me, right? Why not acknowledge it? Why not make a practice of acknowledging it? And that's something now that I'm saying that I really wish I did that more. All right. I've done that where I sit in my office and I pull a chair up and I'm like, Jesus, you've got a problem. And it's like me. And so what are you going to do to help me out in this situation? Because my mind is spinning out of control here. And uh, when my mind spins out of control, it's not an emotional spin out, although it does become emotional. It's a very controlled um, within within like Christian parameters. But it's just as wicked as if I was yelling and screaming at someone because it's not it's not turning to the Lord and him and him, him give me something. All right. So that's something else you could do. So accountability, um, intentional bangs on the door. Uh, the third one, which is, which, which is actually encompasses everything is create systems. That's something I give some, cr- lots of credit for my life as I have systems of how I speak to friends and how often I speak to friends. And I have a, I have a flow when I speak to a friend, I'm gonna say whatever I think. And so I could sometimes say awful things to, about people in front of, to, to my friends, not to everybody, but the things I'm thinking and feeling, I share, not just my hurts, but I, I I share the surprises that are coming out of me when they ask a question. I seek to answer as deeply as I can, and they catch me, they catch me, and they wake me up. They're like, "That's not, that's like really that's that's like pretty wicked," or they or they just ignore it because they know it's not truly what I'm what I'm. It's just what I'm feeling. It's not what I'm going to do. It's not what I'm thinking. So that creating systems. I have a system of that. I have a system, of course, of of Bible study. I have a system of a church attendance. I have a system of pretty regularly, less regularly the last this this year cuz I'm trying to create a lot of content on my own, but listening to certain things, I listen to everything that uh, Chris Volaton says and and Bill Johnson at Bethel. It's a system that I have. It's a system of how I live my life. I have a system of how I go to bed. I have a system of what, you know, things like that and and they're their systems. That are more power that that our habits are embedded in those, but to have systems to keep ourselves alive and awake is important. You have a system of how you get fast food every time you want. You have a system of of how well or how poorly you spend your money based on mindsets. All right. So creating systems will help wake yourself up. The best the best way to keep awake or find out if you're slumbering is to have a system. The best way to wake up when you're slumbering is to have a system. But this fourth one, if it's accountability, intentional bangs on door create systems is get clear on your design all right and i i missed that a lot in my life it's like i knew it was like do these things then it's like uh then i've realized you know have these have a systems <clears throat> but then it's like get clear on my design and base some systems on my design so instead of going oh it's so hard to meditate. It's so hard. To, it, oh, here's a better one. This is like a big part of my story. The last 10 years, all my life, but there's been breakthrough in the last 10 years is like, Oh, it's, I it's so hard to hear God. I just don't hear God. In fact, I might be a good Christian. Cause I don't have to hear God. I can just read his word and do what he says. And be obedient and it was it's a lie based on some scripture i had and based on some teaching i'm sure i had somewhere and based on my personality that it's hard for me to hear spiritual things it's hard for me to hear the voices that aren't there all right and um but when i thought i'm i'm created in his image i'm connected to him there's a connection here if i'm created in his image and i have the mind of christ and i'm and i'm his i I have his favor and he gives me his glory how hard is it for me to hear him not hard at all so the last 10 years i've been repracticing everything and it's been like a great journey it's been a wonderful journey all right and that's that journey into more truth and things like that so but get clear on your design who i am and um not only like uh what I can do, but I'm what I'm created to. I I heard um someone say, and I put a quote back here. And if I'm if 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 I'm called to be a writer and a speaker, how hard can writing be? <clears throat> if you're called to be a mom, how hard can being a mom be? And to go into that deeper, stronger, more powerful belief, if I'm called to be a shepherd, a pastor, a preacher, an encourager, an inspiration, how hard can it really be? how 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 boring is it going to be how exhausting is it going to be not that much i mean the apple tree again it that apple tree never goes oh my god i hope i have apples this season oh and it starts working really hard and worrying about it and staying up late and begging god for apples it just the apple tree is just itself and it has apples all right and i think as christians we are are called to be awake and we're connected to the holy spirit and so, in our design of of the design of speaking in tongues, the design of things like that, i'm create I'm created to give prophetic words and words of wisdom and words of knowledge. I was created to to hear spiritually and to live <clears throat> a physical life out of my spiritual life. All right? Man, I hope that awakens your soul. I hope that uh, encourages you, inspires you. And lifts you up to like uh want more, to want to be more awake and more alive. Um, again, I would love it if you subscribe to uh Substack. I would love it if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is basically this is it's it's the same as the podcast, it's just put on with this face on YouTube. So if you like to see that face, then go ahead and, and and go over to YouTube, but also to like and to share and give me some input. All right. God bless you. I'll talk to you later. Bye.